This is Jets at Noon with Cameron Poitras and Jim Toth on 680 CJOB. Until you get that point, it's uh, you're chasing it, right? There's no sense of uh, letting your foot off the gas or satisfaction or anything like that. Um, you know, until you have that uh, check mark beside your 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 name on the standing sheet, um, you know, we got to keep fighting and pushing for it. Well, well, well. Winnipeg Jets, one point away from getting themselves into the postseason, and they got a game tonight where they can do just that. Pre-game at 5, puck drop at 7 in St. Paul, Minnesota. Jets, wild. Um, understatement to say it was a big win last night uh, for San Jose Sharks. Uh, of course, the highly intelligent man that is uh, speaking to you right now through the uh, the power of the radio uh, called a, uh, a beatdown yesterday. I would never uh, go back when I'm correct and, and make sure to mention that. I'm just not the type of person that would do something like that. Um, I, I'm, you know, rub it in, you know, make myself sound like I'm smarter than I am. That's just not my style. I wouldn't do something like that. Uh, but I, I didn't see a scenario yesterday where the San Jose Sharks were going to pull this game out against the Winnipeg Jets in the situation. What's going on? And the Winnipeg Jets are rolling. Uh, the offense, great job moving the puck yesterday. Forecheck was on point, and the Jets now winners of four of five. Jim Toth. Well, well, well. <laughs> so you're saying there's a chance. So you're saying there's a chance. Yeah, I agree with you, and and kudos to you. You said that they would pound San Jose, and I thought they did pound San Jose, save for that first minute. And I wondered what the collective breath of the province of Manitoba was when Eric Carlson sniped his first of two to open the scoring uh, at Canada Life Centre. But Another really good effort from the Winnipeg Jets, and thanks to the Nashville Predators in that shootout win last night in Calgary. Calgary's eliminated, and now the scenario has the Jets needing one point in the next two games, and the Predators needing the Jets to not get any points and them to get four. So the playoff picture, I believe, is in the 90 percentile now for the Jets to advance. There was a lot of talk in the post game about that doesn't matter, and that was before the Flames game and Predators game was over, that they just want to go in on a positive note and, and get a point. So I think this sets up for a great game tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, not just because, I, look, I think it's clearer than ever the Winnipeg Jets are going to get into the playoffs, but they still have to go get it. And then I think they haven't beaten Minnesota all year, and I think they're playing some of their best hockey of the year. I really like the way yeah. they're going. The the four check for me, and and that's what Rick Bonus started speaking of in the summer, mm-hmm. and then the the preseason and training camp, and now when things were going right for him, and and when things weren't going right for them, and Josh Morrissey in the post game address again, like you know we've been fighting, we've been fighting since January. And again, mentioned briefly a little bit about the noise and, and the white noise and stuff in and around the team. They know, they feel it. They, they're they going through this stuff that we as media and, and the fans yeah. listening try to explain. Um, but but here, and I'm not trying to sugarcoat anything, Cam, but I, I think they have, like they have 91 points right now. Or 93 points. 93 points. If they get another one, it's 94. Um, if they have any, you know, relevance of a uh, a reference reference of a what am i trying to say decent month or two in january february march mm-hmm. this team touches 100 points yeah it does and that's what's i think being lost in in the tale of two seasons it's mm-hmm. a tale of two seasons three months of really really good hockey and three months of mediocre to to bad below level to yeah. bad getting shut out and losing yeah. to awful teams 
hockey. And so it brings back the conversation of they got to get in. There's mm-hmm. still some work to do. It's a big game tonight. Yeah. But if they get in, the debate will rage on what this team is. Yeah. And to be honest with you, it's it's the one of the two things. It's it's the the team that can play like this and do some damage and win a round or two or who knows with Connor Hellebuck. Yeah. Or it's the team that doesn't sustain this for more than two games in a row, goes six or seven and is out in the first round. I, I think the team is who we've seen them over eighty two. Like I, I, I think we're right so in the middle of that? it. So I think we're right in the middle of it. I, I think the Jets are this team. Like they earned uh, when they were when they were flying, just as you mentioned, their gym those first three months, and then when they were, you know, what what happened later on in those other three months, they earned those losses too. They earned that stretch. They earned the stretch when they were doing good, and they earned the stretch when they were doing bad. Like that that was on the that was on them. Like I, I, that that's the way I see it. So who are the Winnipeg Jets? The Winnipeg Jets right now to me are a team. Um, that I, again, I would say based on the roster underperformed into a second, uh, wildcard spot in the West. But I, I don't think you can sit there and argue that they're, they're based on the season and the ups and downs and the swings back and forth. I can't, I, I don't think you can say that they're not exactly where they are and where they should be right now. They, they earned their spot when, where they are, they earned their spot in the playoffs. There's no doubt about it, but they also earned that second wildcard spot. Well, and that's the thing, right? Like, so the people who believe in this team think that they're a good team that's been playing bad hockey and might play bad hockey in the playoffs, but mm-hmm. can figure it out in the last five or six games, can can maybe win a round or two, and then who knows? The people that don't believe in it are like, no, they were... This is the problem with the, the both parts of the season. Neither one of them involved luck. Like you don't go, you don't go three months. Like you can't have the argument with me that this team got lucky the first three months. Absolutely not. And you can't, you can't go. They were unlucky the last three months. No. So I, I, I was thinking I, I, of this I, I, last maybe, night. Maybe we could say the Calgary Flames have been unlucky. That's a team we can say has been unlucky. Yes. We'll get into that as a show. I, I, I watched that whole game yesterday. They can't buy a break. <laughs> we'll talk about that. Sorry, like that's a team that's sorry, unlucky. Flames fans, that team cannot buy a break. Because uh, that's a team that night in, night out, like last night, works hard. Oh, they dominated Nashville. They work they hard. They kicked the crap out of Nashville in the second and the third period there. Um, and, I, and I know that this isn't a, a unique point of view. Literally everywhere you looked, it came to the same conclusions. I'm not I'm not coming up with something here that's that's like uh, Cam's own take here. That was exactly who the Calgary Flames were yesterday and why they are where they are right now and out of the playoffs. Wildly outshot their opponents. Wildly outplayed them. Unable to find finish, shocking mistakes. Uh, you know, uh, Markstrom makes a bad makes a bad play on on the end boards. Then it got to bounce off the ref in the third period. That's what ends up costing them. Then they can't get it done in overtime when they have all those chances. And Nashville, while they while why they are still alive, unbelievable goaltending from UC Soros. Forty two saves, twenty seven blocked shots. The guys in front of them putting it on the line. Um, the, to, to, to make something happen and to keep these guys alive in this. Well, very slim chance here. Um, but I'm impressed with the Preds. I, they're a highly impressive team. Yeah, they deserve some credit because th- this is a, a roster that is, it might be a rookie team that you rolled out. They but the, 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 to your just, point of the Calgary Flames. They sold at the deadline. When they time. play well, they can't score. When they can score, they don't play well. Yeah. When they do either, they don't get goaltending. When they play poorly and can't score, they get great goaltending. Yeah. Like they just couldn't put it together all year. 
So I find it interesting. Now we're I, I know listeners were putting the cart in front of the horse that they have a game tonight and they have to get a point. Yeah. Um I, I don't know. I think they can beat Minnesota. I, I really do. I think they've been losing to Minnesota all the time. And I like what Rick Bonus said, because the last time they played Minnesota, they outplayed them. Yes. This is a Minnesota team that their third line has beaten them, has yeah. beaten the Winnipeg Jets. Felino, I think, has three goals in two games, which I don't even know how many he, he's got. Yeah, he he but, was driving on that. Yeah, us, so uh, but if this March. top six is engaged and can can roll and four check, um, the power play last night two like, for two baby. Hey hey I, hey just, four for thirteen over their last four games of power play. So I think they can get at least a point tonight. I think they might even win tonight. Yeah, I um, think so. But uh, and I th- imagine they're going to go hellebuck. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But so they they do this then the the the. The difficult part is you play tonight and then Thursday, and Nashville doesn't play till Thursday. If that Nashville game was on Wednesday and you knew they'd lost, mm-hmm. you could put Riddick in in the last game of the year and just get ready for the playoffs. But you can't. But you can't. You've no. got to ride Hellebuck tonight. But the season ends Thursday. Playoffs start Wednesday, Thursday. And I know we're getting ahead of ourselves, but I yeah, think yeah. they can beat Minnesota tonight. But um, it, it really is – like I don't feel like they're backing in – it, Be- felt, it, because, felt like, it felt like that they could possibly do that I mean, about two weeks ago. It felt like that they, they were going to be. And I'm I telling you, that, when I watch this team, when I watch this team lose to Columbus twice, when I watch them lose to San Jose twice, three nothing. Yeah. When I watch them struggle to find their game, it, like I'm just thinking, these are the games that come back to haunt you. And as the as that shootout ended in Calgary, I'm like, let's go through the schedule. And there's a game in October, November that you're just like. You, it's it's a cliche, but it's true. Every single point matters, mm-hmm. and you're finding that out with the Jets right now. So yeah. uh, it's a fascinating scenario. I think it sets up for a big week, and and I, I was very impressed with how they played again last night. Now I know it's San Jose, but to me, since that Detroit game, it's and and the whole if there's guys in that room that think they're emptying their tank, they're kidding themselves. Yeah. Pride has to set in. Maybe that's what they needed to hear Jim. since that speech. They have played some very good hockey, including the loss to Calgary. Maybe that's what they needed to hear as a team. Maybe the coach needed to go out. And I, I, I don't think for a second that uh, bonus, and I know that, he was not not saying that exact same thing to them to their face before that. How big? Maybe, maybe, it needed to, maybe it needed to get to that point. So you can say that, and I agree with you. I think it wasn't the first time he said that to Absolutely them. Absolutely I think it's the first time he said it publicly. Yes. But I'll ask you this. How big was that move for Shifley to the wing? And it's not about Shifley scoring again and the top six looking like a top six again. Yeah. To me, that move at that time was telling the team, as well as have some pride and blah, 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 this isn't acceptable. Yeah. And I still go back to that. And some people argue with me and say, he's not a genius. You can't have played Shifley down the middle anymore. And I say, look, I will name you the coaches, go through rosters, that in that scenario will ride the same top six again. Yeah. It takes a lot of courage in that situation or a coach who isn't looking for an extension, Mm -hmm. who isn't looking to do anything other than to get his team to win and isn't worried about upsetting a superstar player, isn't worried about rocking the boat on his own roster Mm -hmm. and isn't looking for a next contract. It takes a coach with some veteran savvy to make a move like that at that time of the year and say, I said what I said publicly. I said what I said to you in the room. 
but we're also not standing pat. This is unacceptable, and I'm making a major move here. It was a massive move. And Jim, the thing was, and 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 I was I was very hypercritical of 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 Mark Scheifele, particularly after that game against San Jose in a three nothing loss. But I have to give him a lot of credit too, because as as, as far as we know from what coming, and this is what Rick Bonus, who was sitting down with a conversation with Paul Edmonds. Um, Mark Shifley was all for this. Like yeah. he, he didn't fight. He, the, credit for he didn't. He didn't fight the move. He he did. And, and uh, the thing was like that. All that. All those comments about Mark Shifley and you know we got to possess the puck and disagreeing with the coach. Um, and then the eye roll and all that stuff, which is going to go down and it's going to be a famous moment in Winnipeg Jets history and all that. Um, uh, 2.0 for sure. Um, but I, the thing was is like I understand I disagreed completely with what Mark Shifley was saying at that time, but I also at the same time knew where it was coming from, from Mark, where it was, it was a place of like, he just wanted the team to win. It wasn't like he didn't care at all. He wanted the team to, to bottom out or something. He, he really thought that he was doing and saying what was right for the team to get going. Right. hundred percent. I agree. Yeah. R- sorry to cut you off. No, 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 no. I, I'm right, right or wrong. And whether you like him or not, Mark Shifley has just always believed in a good nature way that in order for this team to win, he's got to score more. Yeah. He's always just believed that in order for this, for me to help the team, I've got to score more. Mm-hmm. It's just for whatever reason, and I don't know this because I'm not, never had a conversation with him about it or been in the room when somebody has, but the idea that you defend better, you know, is, mm-hmm. is leads to more offense. And I, and I, it's just, so I give him credit too, Cam, because he could have sat down and said, I'm not, and I don't, we debated this to the yeah. nth degree. And like Kelly Moore brought up a good point. He goes, it's not a demotion, Jim, because he's playing the exact same amount of minutes. He's still on the power play. He's just moving positions. But even he even said himself. And I look at it as he, a. He played center for his entire career. Like he couldn't. I look at it as yeah. a demotion is because the reason the move is being made is because I can't trust you to do this anymore. Yeah. I need to move you in order to get something different out of you. Yeah. But he deserves a lot of credit for accepting it, for wanting the team to win, and then performing. He's been outstanding. He's been been really good, and I think the coach deserves a lot of credit too. Absolutely. Uh, Pre-game gets going at five. Puck drop at seven. Minnesota Wild, the Winnipeg Jets. The Jets can clinch their spot in the playoffs, and uh, Sarah McCarthy uh, can go to a whiteout party, which which she's very excited about. She loves to party. eh? Oh, big time! Oh yeah, every day. Like, what's the matter today? She's like, I haven't partied in so long. We'll be right like back. a couple days. Sarah will be with us at 1230. Raging. Still to come here. We'll take a look at your Boston Pizza Sports Desk and the Minnesota Wild. Do they wrap it up tonight? Let us know. 204-780-6868. 204-780-6868. And uh, a rookie, a guy, coming off the Frozen Four, a final with the Golden Gophers, had an outstanding, outstanding NHL debut. I'll tell you who that was after this. Just loves to party and rage. Jets at noon on 680 CJOB. Hello, Sarah. Hello. Your one-minute power play with Sarah McCarthy. How was your Easter? Hi, Sarah. My Easter. Hi, Jim. My Easter was good. You went, you went back to drive? How was the drive? Yes. The drive was great. Driving, Music was good. Driving back to drive. <laughs> Taylor debut Swift, album. Eh? Taylor Swift. Any Taylor Swift I, on that drive? Just a little. Just a little. Very defensive today. <laughs> no, passionate. Was, was a little passionate. Shocked. Passionate. Yeah, passionate. Passionate. Mm. Did you know I was at the game last night? You know what we call passionate in this show is the Jets fans who goes, the Jets suck and you guys are terrible. You're not talking about it. And we say, we yeah. appreciate your passion. Yes. See? Same for Taylor. Sarah was at the game last night. I know. Yeah. How what? does she swing all these tickets, <laughs> Sarah, by the you way? were at the game? I was. You're three I got for. The, 
I'm two for three now. Yeah, two but they got three. a point in that other one. They did. You, Sarah, you're the difference. This Sarah, I'm booking, a you a, I'm booking you a flight. I think there might be some seats open in Minnesota. <laughs> Pounding those doubles, just <laughs> you, enjoying if, hockey. If you, if you catch the flight right after, actually, if you leave right after the game, I'll rent you a car. Oh you can you can get back for work the next day. You don't start you till 9.30. It's yeah. an hour flight. I did it once. It's a seven and a half hour drive. You can do it. Yeah, the energy well, was good last night. Right after the game, I mean, it's going to wrap up at 7, so you'll be out of there by about 9.30. You can easily make it. But if you hit drive a, through the night. If okay. you hit a deer okay. or something, then it's yeah. not you, you got to fly. Listen, it's an hour flight. It can be done. Well, if it can be done, then why are we doing it? <laughs> okay, bye. You've got to finish up your shift here. Richard Cliche is going to come after me if you don't. Yeah, you finish your shift, and while you're out there, you bring it up with management okay. that we would like to have you at the game tonight <laughs> because they could win and get in the playoffs. Clearly, it's a sign. I mean, yeah. No, I've been trying to say that for a long time. <laughs> but yeah, it was well, I'm good. glad. I'm glad you drove. I thought it was safe. You had turkey. Turkey. turkey yep. All the fixings. Yep. Yep. Good. It was good. Wow. Family. What did chocolate. your parents say about the power play segment? Oh, they they love it. <laughs> Is that true? <laughs> that is. Uh, now we're lying yeah. to each other, Sarah. Now, now we've You've never lies. lied to us, Sarah. Don't start now. They love it. Not me, Sarah. <laughs> Not us. Oh, no, they do. They think it's funny. Well, that's it's good. good. At least one person thinks Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're the ones. Oh, yeah. They don't have to suffer through it like I do. <laughs> and that's your. That <laughs> is that is a good zing. Yeah. That yeah. is well delivered and professional. <laughs> And yet, shot taken, and that is your one-minute power play with Sarah McCarthy. Thanks, Sarah. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Sarah. 204-780-6868. I think there was an Easter dinner where they're like, so this power play you're doing with those two gentlemen. No, there was like, I wish they weren't so like, they didn't bother you all the time. Why are they always so mean? That's what I mean. Like, you think at what point do you think, so how's the job going, yeah. Sarah? And Do you enjoy like it? And how's Winnipeg? And then you think it turns out, what's... Um, What's with those two guys that you do the, is it the power play? Yeah. You think it went like that? 100%. That, that, that conversation definitely happened. I don't. Her dad's a radio veteran of 30 plus years. I think he sat at the table and said, Sarah, I'm going to tell you right now, you want a good career, you get rid of that segment. Yeah. Dave text the show, 204-780-6868. Start a GoFundMe, get Sarah to Minnesota. Okay. Let's start, you know. Can you do that? Can you well, just create one? Listen, just email me, cam at cgob.com, and send me the money, and I'll make sure she yeah, gets just there. Just e-transfer Cam Poitras yeah. right now. Yeah. We'll make sure she I'll get her the money. gets to the game somehow. <laughs> yeah. Just send me the cash, and I'll make sure it happens. We'll get her the AAA wild game that's going on, maybe. Oh, don't see that's what I was going to Big game do. tonight, like, though. What do, you, what do you feel about this one? They um, were in Chicago last night and did not send all their starters. No, they didn't. Uh, Kirill Kaprasov wasn't uh, on the trip. Jonas Brodin, Jared Spurgeon, Matt Zuccarello. Their two biggest scorers are Kaprasov and Zuccarello. And uh, Matt Dumba also. <laughs> How can you not send that team? Well, they did. And they ended up winning. I mean, they didn't have a great first two periods. And then they really um, they really got things going. And they and they took over in in, in the third period. And the, and the Minnesota Wild are just a better team. Um, so, I mean. Yeah, has Dean Evason, head coach of the Minnesota Wild, tipped his hat? Are those five guys going to be in the lineup tonight? He said they're banged up. They're trying to be healthy towards the playoffs. Maybe, maybe not. It's Game time decisions, which I, yeah. I cannot stand. I don't even get me started on load management. Well, I, I just it's it's literally idea that it's ruined the NBA. It's totally this idea ruined the that NBA. the Lakers or back in the day the Cleveland Cavaliers or Miami roll into Minnesota. And people drive from all over the Dakotas and Minnesota and yep. Manitoba to go see LeBron James play, and he needs a night off. 
to rest. Not because his knee is wonky or he's. I just don't it even was, get me started Kawhi on that. Why Leonard started this? Yes, hundred yes, percent he did. And then everyone else was like, "Oh, you can do that." And then everybody else started doing it. And for anybody did who my, Michael Jordan, you ever have a load management game? Anybody wants to debate me on LeBron? Let's talk the last dance, Michael Jordan. Remember when Dennis Rodman went to Vegas? Yes. For a couple of days, and Phil Jackson went in this documentary. For those of you who don't know, it went to Michael Dennis, Jordan and said, "Look." <laughs> Dennis was eccentric and and yeah. had all these wanted all these things and issues. So so good on defense, you could accept it. And Phil Jackson came to Michael and said, "Look, Dennis needs a break. He's going to go to Vegas for the next two games." And Michael Jordan said, "Dennis needs a break. This is after five championships, playing forty minutes a night." And Michael Jordan said, I'm sorry, Dennis needs a break. And then it was Michael who had to get on a plane and go get him out of Vegas. Yeah, he had to go pick him up. Yeah. Like, don't get me started on load management. So not only does Michael not only get a break, but he's got to get on a flight, go to Vegas, drag a guy out of a hotel and get him back on the team. How is your break? I'll play another 40 minutes tonight and score 60. Load management, Minnesota Wild. I didn't know that they I were. I said, don't get me started, and I'm, now I'm started. I started myself. Well, I, we'll wait, I apologize we'll, we'll to wait and see. I mean, the conversation, Dean Evison said they were banged up. They're trying to be healthy. We're, 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 we're going to wait and see what happens. Uh, I haven't seen any word is if they're going to be going or if they're not going to be going. Well, or maybe they won't play again tonight then, Dean. Maybe Perhaps. I don't know. We're going to wait and they're see. They're banged up. And- well, I, at the very least, he's going to say game time decision. Like, I mean, I, I don't think we're going to get any sort of concrete. The Winnipeg Jets, they have an option. I don't even think they're even having this skate this morning. Uh, they might have some guys go out there just because that's what they do. Every single game, you keep their routine, but it'll be nothing, uh, you know, nothing major here. Uh, lineup, I'm assuming, is going to stay the same. Connor Dubois, Shifley, uh, Nick Ehlers, Nemestikoff, Wheeler, uh, Nino Niederreiter, uh, Lowry, and Appleton. Who, fantastic line. They were so good last night. Uh, Baron Stenlin and Menelainen, and then uh, defensive pairing staying the same. Morrissey, DeMello, uh, Dylan, Pionk, Sandberg, and Schmidt. And you got to think Hellebuck's going to be uh, in the net tonight. Uh, wild 3-0 against the Jets so far this season, outscoring them 14-4. to um, But I like um, what Bones had to say uh, after the game yesterday about the matchup tonight. We played an, an, one of our best games of the year. was against Minnesota here a couple weeks ago. We just dominated the game. Fleury stood on his head. All that doesn't matter. Again, it, it just doesn't matter. You put all that aside, and you make sure we bring our A game tomorrow night. That should be a hell of a game. Uh, oh, here, here's some news here. You don't, wait a minute. Okay, you don't get ahead. a lot of that anymore, eh? Should be a hell of a game. Yeah, absolutely. It should be a good game. Should be that's old. It should be a hell of a game. Uh, they've changed uh, the goal. Uh, the one yesterday that uh, Kyle Connor scored. Um, it now reads Dylan DeMello from Josh Morrissey. So they they determined that it wasn't a tip. What do you mean? So Dylan DeMello got the goal on that tip in the at the end of the third period. It's Dylan DeMello's goal. Uh-oh. How many points does Morris end with then? Is it three? I think he's got uh did he have a did he, he have had three points last night? A goal yeah, and two did. assists. I'm gonna see if he had four then. If they changed it. Um did he assist on that? Uh, he on had that a goal Kyle and Conner? two assists last night. Yeah. Now no, it just says Dylan DeMello from Morrissey. Okay, so he doesn't lose a point yeah. Morrissey. Yeah, yeah, no, he doesn't. No. Oh, it's just somebody else's goal. Yeah, no, it's DeMello. They didn't they determined it wasn't a tip by uh Kyle I'm Conner. Just asking for a friend who may have taken a prop that Morrissey would get three points last night. Did, did you? So that's still going to be in my, I mean, my friend's account. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, no, he's okay. He still assisted on the goal. You don't okay, have to worry thank about anything. You. That's a good, that's, your friend's a smart guy. That's a good bet. Well, I just, it paid well. And against San Jose. Yeah, I know your friend. It was, it was more a good Norris battle. Yeah. He's a, he, well, I don't, 
He's not the sharpest guy, but he gets by in life, and he really <laughs> that that prop bet could get him out of a couple of jams. <laughs> Good to know. Uh, Brock Faber for the Minnesota Wild, local product out of there, Minnesota. Golden Gopher goes to the final four. Uh, uh, the Golden Gophers lose to uh, Quinnipiac uh, in the final there. But Brock Faber debuted yesterday. He's going to be back on the ice tonight. Game high ice time uh, uh, for the for the for the Minnesota Wild. Twenty one minutes and forty nine seconds. Six block shots. Um, that's a stellar debut for a defenseman. I mean, a guy that's a yeah. first game out there to put him out all nearly 22 minutes. Pretty good. That's pretty dang good. I, mean, I understand it's Chicago Blackhawks, all that sort of thing. They're not really exactly uh, pumping out a, a top, a top two team. They've here, but gone this, on a tear, like not recently, but yeah, they've beaten they beat some. The, they beat the Flames. <laughs> they beat the <laughs> Calgary. Can't catch a break. Oh boy. Why are we? Hey, imagine your Calgary. season. You lose basically, essentially. I mean, you do, you lose because you can't. Your season ends because you can't score an overtime off five or six golden opportunities, just insane opportunities. But you you get behind in the third period because a puck goes off the ref who's skating behind the net, and then finds itself under the stick of a Nashville Predator, and that's the end of it. I don't know what you say about that. That's the Calgary Flames this season, that's for sure. Uh, this from Ted. Ted says uh, the boy. He says boys. The Jets magic. Number uh, is one, and it's making the end of the season interesting. If I gave you a million dollars and you said you had to put it all in the Jets or whoever they might meet in the first round, who do you put it on? Would any fan put it on the Jets? That's who the Jets are. Uh, a team not worthy of trust, but we can a still A million dollars? I, I, I'll i put it to it's, you this he, way. Pick, pick the, the best team in the West. Would you put a million dollars on the Avalanche winning well, the Stanley if Cup If I had right a million now? bucks, I wouldn't. No, because it would be ridiculous for me to gamble my entire like the rest I of my life. Like, I'll name me. We'll go through this once they clinch. We'll, we'll, if they clinch tonight, we're going to talk all about this matchups, all that stuff. But we I don't, let's not get ahead of ourselves a little bit here. I understand this is. I mean, it's a ninety six point four percent. I'm more interested. Yeah, but. I'm more interested. Can they beat Minnesota tonight? Yeah, because which, Minnesota's which had can. their number. Yeah, and I, I agree with Rick Bonus last night saying their last game that the Jets heavily outplayed them on home ice, and they did. Mm. Um, and they didn't get a win. Uh, I, I'm I'm fascinated by this. I'm fascinated by Minnesota. Like they don't get scored on. They're not like a big scoring team. They have 218 goals against 242 for. Well, you know what? The Jets only have 220 goals against, so they do get scored on. But take, I just they take lots of penalties. The Wild, the Wild are like sixth in the league in penalties. Every time I see them, well, that's good because the power play for the Jets is yeah. Stellar, starting to heat up, starting to <laughs> starting to set fire, starting to, to shoot flames, yeah, starting to, <laughs> starting to set fire. Um, yeah. But they're like the goal differential for Minnesota is plus twenty four. For Winnipeg, it's plus twenty two. Uh, they're twenty five and eleven at home. The Jets are twenty six thirteen and two. Minnesota on the road is twenty one thirteen and six. The Jets are nineteen nineteen and one. Um, they're seven and six in overtime. The Minnesota Wild are six two and two in their last ten. The Jets are six and four in their last ten. I just like I don't think this is a can't win game at all or uh, I think that this is the fascinating one for me where I think they could be in trouble is Colorado. Colorado mm-hmm. is Well that's why you want to take care they're of business. They're 8 and 2 in their last 10 and won 5. You want to take row. care of business tonight. You don't want to be going into Denver for that that game against uh against the Avalanche and then having to see okay what's Nashville doing? What's going to be happening on that Friday game? You just want to take care of it now. You want to take care of it now. 
Like, I mean, I, I think it's really important that the Winnipeg Jets just take care of business here and have that sort of that sort of that final that final game where you can play you can play David Riddick. And yeah, stuff like, like you want to, and, and I also think that like they want to can again. I know it's about the point. I get that. You want to keep playing this good brand of hockey. You want to, yeah. you know, you it, to me. Do you need a point? Yes. Do you want to win? Of course you do. Yeah. But to me, it's like look what we did, and and that's why I love the post game. Like Kyle Connor was like, like we're gonna come out. We're gonna, you know. Sort of, and I'm interested by that. Both teams played last night. Both teams flew. Chicago, I think, is just as close to Minnesota as it's an hour flight, I believe, just like Winnipeg is, or within yeah. ten minutes of each other. Yeah. Um, they rested a lot of their top guns, which is, I, I don't know. Like, <laughs> again, don't get me started on yeah. load management. And people go, "Well, what do you care?" Well, if I'm going to Chicago and I want to see Matt Zuccarello and Kirill Kaprizov play, and I bought a ticket for this game, I want to see them play. Mm-hmm. If they're not healthy, that's one thing. If they're playing tonight against the Jets and just save them a plane ride, I have a problem with that. Yeah. And the NHL has to look at that. Well, the Winnipeg Jets, I mean, you're talking about the things getting going here. Uh, over or Since that game against Detroit, they've outscored their opponents 9-1 to in the first period and outshot them 54-31. to and the only yeah. the only the only goal that they've given they've they've got the lead in all those goals or at least scored the first goal in all those games except for last night against San Jose which they gave up twenty seconds in but then fifty one seconds later um, and I have, they, I, they were able to, they they got a quick response and, and Pierre Luc Dubois scored and evened it up you know fifty one seconds after I have that. the utmost respect for Marc Andre Fleury I think he's a great guy mm-hmm. I think it's he's fun to watch and he's had a fascinating career and how he keeps reinventing himself. But they owe him. Like people are like, well, he's a net again, and he had their number last game. You're right. He had forty some saves. Just last like James game was, Reimer was sensational. Yeah. But so did Reimer. Like, and I'm not comparing Reimer and Mark Andre Fleury, but I'm like, I don't fear Mark Andre Fleury playing tonight. I think that that's good. I think it's good that he's in, and the Jets can go. This guy stoned us last time because the fashion in which they beat Reimer last night is how they need to keep playing hockey. It's mm-hmm. the same way they've been playing for the past five or six games. Put him in. Have that in your mind that remember how we scored all these goals, mm-hmm. going to the net, cycling, forechecking, creating opportunities in and around the goalie. That's what they so put Flurry in net and, and let's see what they can do tonight. And I like that's how they scored their goals yesterday, Jim. It was, yes. going, it was, it was just going to the net. Yeah. It was Reimer, that's exactly Reimer what it was. wasn't standing positional wise, square to the puck, moving laterally. He was scrambling, looking yeah. for because things were coming fast and furious. And people it, were yeah. his line, line they, of sight. They, and he just read that goal you just rethink was tipped. That's yeah. what they so good put Flurry in and keep Well, and they did a great job of moving the puck so well around in, in the offensive zone. They they kept their goaltender on their toes and they yeah. and they made good passes and they found that's what So it is about the there. point. It's about the win. It's all that. But it's it's just as much as important in order to just keep the, the style of hockey you're playing and you should get one tonight. Yeah, big dog Texas show two oh four seven eight zero sixty eight sixty eight. Presumably a big dog. I, I don't know if you gave yourself that nickname, but it's pretty sweet. Uh, but uh, he says, uh, talking about the Jets looking to respond and get a little bit of, uh, you know, after flurry, after what he did to the Jets back in, in, in early March. But this this texture says, a friend in Minnie tells me uh, that they want Logan Stanley for injuring Kirill Kaprasov in that game. All right. I thought, yeah. yeah I, I thought that was just like, that was just he unfortunate. He was unfortunate. Yeah, it was, an, it was, it was a, a, he fell on him. I think Stanley even felt bad, like he went over to him or something. Yeah. But, but he did fall on him and hurt him in that that's game. Just, Here's a great one that's from just Kyle. Sports. Is Dean Evison getting Jack Adams consideration? And I go back to the start of the season when I, I, I thought the Jets were a top three in the division team. I thought it was Colorado's division and that it would be between them, Dallas, and, um, uh, Minnesota. I didn't like Nashville. And I didn't like St. Louis. To see you get, 
I didn't. I thought Minnesota at best was a wild card team. They have forty six wins. Mm-hmm. They have one hundred and two points. Does Dean Evason kind of? Because don't forget, they made some moves and some trades. They got rid of Fiala. They yeah. were going young because they like they've got what thirteen million in dead money. Twelve point five, and next year gets to fourteen and a half. I would say Dean Evanson has done a phenomenal job with this crew. Bill Gurian too, as well as GM. He's done yeah. an see I mean, he's he's and dealing you, with he's got his hands cuffed. If you don't, don't tell Dean because he's fuming all the time. <laughs> Just and he was like that in Kamloops. Like I first yeah. met Dean when when he was doing the Kamloops Blazers, and I was covering the dub. And then he got up to the AHL, and I'd run into him here because this is his hometown, and we'd always do a story on him. Great guy, great hockey mind. His mom still lives here and goes down to the games. But holy, he has been that intense and that like gritting his teeth behind the bench since he was a coach in the WHL. Yeah. He's an intense man. I, I'm 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 very like I mean, I, I'm impressed with the Minnesota Wild. And again, like So am I. Like it's particularly with the situation and where they are. They found guys, they 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 play the game the right way and they found a system and a style that they need to play game in and game out. And they got the guys that are gonna go out. Let's take a break. We'll come back. Uh, more Jets at noon. Pre-game gets going at five. Puck drop at seven. Jets wild. The playoffs on the line. A clinch opportunity for the Jets. All they need to do is get the game to overtime, but wouldn't a win be all that much sweeter? Jets at noon on 680 CJOB.